Uh oh, I think we live. Oh, uh -oh. live and direct. What's uh -oh. up, everybody? Uh -oh. This is your man, Cat. Hey, and this is Quessy, and this is the Cat and Quessy Show. We offer self care, fitness, and finance advice, especially for people of color. Yeah, this series is brought to you by Heal the Hood, and Heal the Hood is coming to a hood near you. We're here to educate, motivate, and inspire those to just live a healthier and better lifestyle each and every day, y'all. Wow. And this series, this show, this episode is also brought to you by the Alignment Agency, where wealth and wellness unite. Ooh. And today's topic is, can we get a drum roll, cat? Can we get a drum, drum roll? roll. Today's topic? Come today's, on. Today's topic is, how to be yourself air horns what air to be myself flex bomb is that is that, is that possible man especially in the day out. of social media where we'll everybody, find out today <laughs> oh where man. everybody feels like they have to be somebody else oh my goodness cat don't remind me my brother but let's do this there's a okay. video that i want to play now is it appropriate? Is it PG thirteen? You know, it might be some parents and kids on here. We gotta. Yeah, yeah. it's a TED talk. It's a TED, TED talk. talk. I will okay. say that it's a it's TED, TED talk, talk, but it's by Wallow two sixty seven. Oh, Okay. I interviewed it's... Wallow one time. I believe it. That's what alignment looked like right there. So <laughs> I want to play this video real quick. It's cool. I got the cat seat of approval. All right. Yes, sir. So. We probably just gonna play a portion of it, but if you're watching this, if you're listening, if you're tapped in, then you want to take some notes because okay. this is about to get really, really good. So let me go ahead and share this. Can you see my screen right here, Cat? Yep, I'm about to bring it up. Boom. There we go. All right, we live. We live. All right, let me hit this play button in three, two, one. what they think the reality is you gotta have that fuck it button in order to win in life a lot of us journey through life and we're being pimped by people's future perceptions of us we don't move because we want to move we don't wear what we want to wear we don't think what we want to think a lot of us don't even own our minds we have these ideas we got dreams but we're never going to materialize our dream because we're afraid to activate our fucking button yeah that fucking button everybody got it but we a lot of us are afraid to discover that moment where you just say fuck it and let it go. Fuck what they think. In order to make it in life, you gotta be brave. And you gotta be comfortable with self. You can't be worrying about what's going on in, in the stands. You talking about you a star? How you a star? How, how are you a star? How are you a move maker and a shaker in life? But you're so fascinated with what's going on in the stands. You're so fascinated with the onset. Oh, they gonna laugh at me about this. They gonna laugh at me about this. They gonna say this, they gonna say that. They gonna, so what, fuck what they think. You gotta activate that button. What your button broke? What you afraid of? When are you gonna start living, huh? When are you gonna finally start living and stop worrying about the comments? Stop counting the likes. Stop counting who sent your picture around, who did this, who did, no, they ain't got nothing to do with winning. That button got something to do with winning. The way that you give people power over you by their ideas of you. That's none of your business. You need to mind your business. See, when you activate your fucking button, that's when you minding your business because you understand. One thing that you understand, oh, that's their thoughts that belong to them and I'm minding their business. When you value or you give attention to how people see you, that what people got to say about you, how people judge you, how they looking at you, why they ain't looking at you, why they ain't saying great things about you, you lost. The game is over. And you deactivate your fucking button. Fuck what they think. You got to push it all the way through in life if you really want to win. But you know what? The reality is winning ain't for everybody. I'm sorry to be able to, I, I don't really want to tell you this, but I got to. Nobody else got enough heart to tell you this. I got to tell you. Follow 267 got to tell you this. They got to tell you this. You know why? Because you're afraid. So guess what? You're going to go through life and you're going to lose every day. You know why? because you're a TV and people opinions are the remote controls of your life. You can't even move. You can't even think. You don't know where to go. I want to go to this restaurant, but it ain't a crowd there. So a lot of people didn't give me, you know, the approval to say that that's a good place to go because I didn't see a crowd there. The food the same. They make burgers. Okay. It's a burger. I mean, it's a well done. It's a burger, bro. 
But no, it wasn't no line out there. We allow people to do decision making for us because we're so fascinated. We're so enslaved with people's opinions over us. And we're scared to push that fucking button. Me, I got an extraordinary fucking button. And I'm making this my fucking button every day. And I, you know, and I encourage everybody out there to first discover your fucking button. You gotta discover it. Once you discover it, once you acknowledge it, once you see it, you gotta take it and you gotta nourish that fucking button like a baby. You gotta take care of your fucking button because you don't want it to break. Because when it breaks, you're gonna be out here stuck. See, one thing about life, you die once, but you live every day. When you gonna start living, huh? When you gonna start living, huh? When is you gonna say fucking and start living? Think about that. When is you gonna start value and stop giving so much value? You value the way people see you more than you value you. Think about that. You're scared to death. You out here running, you're running and you're hiding. Every time somebody say something, you stop. You pause. Oh, I was gonna do it. Oh, I can't go that way because they're gonna say this. I can't go that way because they're gonna say How many people that's physically free but mentally in prison? There's more people in prison than there is people in prison that's walking around free. Think about that. When I sat in prison for that 20 years, I was more free in prison than people that was out here. People that could get up every day, go out there and materialize their dreams, they scared. They were scared. But so when I did that 20 years in prison, because you know what? At that time, Growing up in the inner cities of America, I was afraid. And in the black community, you know, because I can't speak about the white community because I come from the black community. Oh, we're pimped by people's opinions. We're fascinated with people's opinions and views of us. So I wanted to be cool. At that time, it was a bunch of remote controls. Everybody that was cool or everybody saying I had to be this way or I had to think this way or I had to move this way because I was black and I lived in the inner city, they was the remote controls in my life. I didn't even know that a fucking button existed then. But then it was some guys in my community that had the fucking button. They said, you know what? I don't have to be cool. I just got to be me. There was the guys that, that identified their fucking button early in life because you know why they had people around them to introduce them to the fucking button. That's why I say fuck what they think. So when I did the time, I'm, you know, I realized I got introduced to my fucking button. And I started growing mentally. And then that's when I became free, even though I was in a cell. So you got to understand something that's very important. You got to have a conversation with yourself and you got to discover your button because if you don't, shackles, shackles, you don't have hair here. You don't have, no, no, you got shackles right here. It's going to be a shackle around your brain. It's going to be a shackle around your heart because you can't connect it to in order to operate out here in this free world. Everything you need is already here. God put everything on the universe. All the ingredients you need to win is here, but if you ain't got the fucking button, you ain't going to win. Sorry. Winning ain't your thing. No. Big loser. Yeah, I'm talking to you, loser. I'm talking to you. What? What you mad at me for? Because I'm telling you the truth. The truth sting, huh? I just cut your arm and I sprinkle salt in it. It's burning. Woo! Ah! It's burning, baby. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. I, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy telling you about yourself. Because ain't nobody else going to tell you. Everybody else going to have you thinking. They're going to have you thinking that, oh, I'm winning, I'm doing it. No, no, no. You're not, you didn't even meet potential to order, in order to connect with your full potential and take things to the next levels of life. Because you know what? You scared. You heard about that fucking button and you've seen people. we all seen people in life that got that fucking button. We've seen them win. Look at the great people that we've seen win. All the big brands that we respect. The, the, all these big people, Steve Jobs, uh, you know, uh, all these great people that, that we, oh, they made it in life. Jeff Bezos, all of them, they had fucking buttons. Because you know how many people told them this shit ain't gonna work? It's just not gonna work. They said, fuck it, I'm gonna keep going. Think about that. All the people that you give your money to, all the great things you see, all, all the people that you see, you just worship. Oh, they did it, they, how did they do? You know why they did? You know why, they, you know why these, these big time rock stars is there? You know why these big time athletes is there? They had a fucking button and they just kept going. Stop giving power to people that you never met before. Stop giving power to opinions. Stop giving power to the unknown. Y'all all out here afraid of ghosts. Y'all afraid of ghosts. Opinion is nothing but a ghost. 
Y'all afraid of, y'all scared to death. So you know what? Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. That's me, baby. That's me. That's me. Yeah, talk to me. Don't threaten me with a good time. See, right now, I'm loving this. I'm loving this, because you, you're looking at me, you're sweating, you're like, shit. He figured me out. He figured me out. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you now. Your friends told me about you. That's why they just sent you this. That's why you're watching this right now. That's why you're watching this. Fuck what they think. 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 Man. All right, Brother Cat, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Give me some feedback. Talk to me. Oh, man. Do you remember the first time you had that attitude in life? Because I do. Yeah. Where did, where did that bring you back to? Yeah. Yeah. Personally, for me, it brought me in. By the way, thank you to all the viewers. Uh, I apologize. That video was a little. I'm praying you caught the message. Right. And that's a little bit of what we're going to discuss right now. But. Quez, are you still there? Let's see. Are we back? Yep. Look at that. Look at that. As soon as I'm about to get in my bag, as soon as I'm about to get in my bag. But let me tell you a story, Kat. So I've talked about this a few times on this show. I've talked about it a lot in my life because it was one of the most impactful experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Right. But check this out. So when I was 20, I want to say 22 years old, I traveled to Ghana. Yeah. Right. And for the people who are new to the show, my name, Kwesi, is actually a Ghanaian name. And that's the name that I adopted during my time in Ghana. But Kat, you already know this. I didn't go there for no vacation. I didn't go there for no safari. I didn't go there for no excursion. I went there and lived there. I set up shop in Ghana, West Africa, 7,000 miles away for an entire yes. year of my life. Away right? from everybody. Away from everybody. So the reason I start with that is because that was the first time in my life when I could really separate from all these things. Because, for example, you know, you, we have the people in our lives that ground us. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I know you got your wife, you got your kids, you got your friends. You're like a hometown hero. So there are a lot of people around you who know you as like Cat, right? Or some might even know you as Mario, right? But they ground you in that identity. Imagine being 7, 10, 20,000 miles away from everything that ever told you what you were. And you have, for the first time in your life, the ability to define yourself, right? So that's what happened when I was in Ghana. In the moment specifically, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this moment. I'm so glad you asked. So I went there with uh, like a study abroad group, right? I, that was kind of the cheat code for me to get out of the country. I, I went and I studied abroad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Besides the point. So we were with this group and we were at like this after party spot. They get down in Ghana, by the way, they get down. But we were at this after party spot and I remember it was like this house, kind of like an Airbnb situation. And in the front, there was a pool, okay? If you've never been to Africa, it's like always hot. In a good way, especially like Vegas, if you got huh? melon. Yeah, yeah, like, but oh, exactly like that, except it's, yeah. it's like humid heat. It's not dry heat, it's humid heat, right? But okay. anyway, so we're outside, right? It starts to rain a little bit, but it doesn't get cold. You know what I'm talking about? If you're from the South, you know what I mean? It, it'll rain and the sun is shining bright as hell. <laughs> but that was kind of what was happening. Miami. Absolutely, right? And I had my thing going. I was feeling amazing. And there's this pool. Right. There's this pool that's outside. It's probably about 30 feet long, right? About seven feet deep. So it, it was a pretty nice pool. Yeah, they got pools in Ghana. And I'm not talking about pools of mud. <laughs> I'm talking about real pools, right? Made of concrete. And there's this pool outside, right? And I remember it's raining and they had like these purple lights, right? That were just kind of around, arranged around the pool. It was it was freaking like beautiful. You had like a mansion right? party or something over <laughs> there, Quasi. <laughs> When I go back in my mind, and you know, like hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. When I go back in my mind, it was just a beautiful scene, right? And I just remember looking at this pool and thinking, if I was back in America, there's no way I would get near that water, right? That just wasn't, 
it wasn't really my style, right? I, I was kind of like too cool for school in that way. Even though my father taught me how to swim from a very young age, right? I was really, I was always like self-conscious of being in the water. And I just remember this is my moment, right? And this was maybe two or three weeks um, into like being in Ghana. And someone just told me, this is your moment, right? And I lit, I was fully clothed. This is an after party, right? This ain't no swimming party. This is an after party. I'm fully clothed. And I just remember taking off my shoes, putting my cell phone on the table, and I went and I jumped in the pool, right? With all my clothes on, I went and I jumped in the pool. And that for me was like, because it's pouring rain, right? Yeah. It's pouring rain. People are standing like around the pool. Like, you ever been to a black pool party and people yeah. doing everything but swimming? <laughs> Everybody will fight. They yeah. will fight before they swim. <laughs> Everybody, that's kind of, but it was like pouring rain, right? And something inside me, I'm telling you, Kat, something inside me was like, this is your moment. Mm. And I went and I jumped in that pool. And then there were like two or three people that followed me into the pool. They became some of my best friends, right? They might be watching this right now, but that was, that was a moment for me. Yeah. That was a moment. Uh, but what about yourself? So, so my experience is a little bit different. I remember when I had that wallow, uh two six seven fuck it moment right and this was actually back in high school right you know going from middle school to high school is a big transition in my mm -hmm. eyes at that time right you're you're now freshman i think it was my freshman year and i'm going to high school and you kind of you know in high school, this is when you start getting put into categories right whether you're the athlete whether you're the cheerleader in the drama class, whatever the case may be, right? Um, back then, I fell into the group of athletes, right? Played football uh, all four years of high school and everything. But my freshman year, being an athlete at the school, I was kind of well-known, sort of, kind of, but yet and still always feeling uncomfortable, right? Kind of feeling everybody out and probably not being my true self. Cause I'm, I've always been a goofy person just by nature. Right. But always, you know, being in that atmosphere with so many different people, so many different groups of people. Initially I kept this like cool mask on, right? Like I was like, mm -hmm. okay, like say too cool for school type thing. And at that point in my life, I had this experience, right. Where, um, I got into an altercation, nothing really mm -hmm. happened, nothing broke out or anything. But it was that moment where I'm like, man, fuck everybody, right? And I saw who, who really were my friends and who were really cool with me and who were just putting on facades and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, for a long time, that's how I was. Fuck it, I'm just gonna be me every mm -hmm. day, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You're gonna <laughs> and some people, some people didn't like it, but had to respect it. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Because I was I was me at all times. I was me just having fun, being goofy, who I was at that particular time in my life. And um, I think that energy being yourself attracts a lot of people because sometimes it's hard to be yourself because mm -hmm. of the judgment. Just like Walla was talking about, you're scared of being judged. I would do some of the wildest shit that people would be like, damn, damn. I don't, oh, I, I want to do it, but I'm scared what everybody else is going to think about me at this moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, when you're, when you're going through life and you're able to release that fear of the unknown of what people are going to think and really don't give a shit anymore, mm. truly at a point I didn't give two shits about what people thought um the time that it kind of transitioned I, you know this is high school into my early 20s and stuff yes. like that but then i got into corporate america and then i started moving Ooh. moving up the ladder in corporate america right yeah and i had to put this well i felt i felt as a man of color i had to put on a facade to move up mm. in corporate america right like i had to to become this character, not character, but more corporate America, yeah. what corporate America was looking for, right? White man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, essentially, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And at that time, you, you, you start playing the game, 
you know, if anybody's in corporate America, the politics and all that kind of stuff that comes with those kind of positions, mm -hmm. you start playing that game and you lose sight of who you truly are. Right. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I became an entrepreneur, got into business for myself, that I had to relearn my greatest tool is myself. Yeah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Not being this this image that corporate America had sculpted me to be, you know, and I thought I had to be on a professional level. No, being myself was my greatest tool. Like these last six years of being uh, in business for myself, I had to relearn that, right? Mm -hmm. Relearn the most powerful tool when it comes to advertising, talking to people, relating to people, sharing the stories through my journey and other things that help people um, through what they're actually going through in life. You know, to be able to relate, I had to tap into who I truly was, because through those through those stories, through those experiences, people can feel the pain. They can understand the times and everything, and they're able to grow and release and, and do something better for themselves because Absolutely. you're keeping it real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, everything you're saying is 100 percent factual, by the way. And I know there are people who are watching this that can relate. By the way, so I'm checking the Facebook right now. I finally got my, my desk situation set up. So I got two laptops open instead of trying Come to on. flip between tabs on one laptop. <laughs> Hella <laughs> old school, right? It's 2021. But I see a bunch of people on the different pages that we're streaming from. And one thing I realized is I think the comments are only coming through Heal the Hood. I think mm. that's why. I see people commenting on my page, on okay. my other laptop. Let's get some but, of those comments going. Let's get yeah, so I, yeah. And I, so what I ask, if you're watching this from my personal page or from the alignment page, go to Heal the Hood 2020, right? It's the same stream, but it looks like we want to see your comments. We want to see your activity. Can we just get a test run? If you're watching this from Heal the Hood, can you post a comment? Just say, hey, Questy, you're doing amazing. Kat, you have an amazing smile. Say something. I'm feeling fired up today. Yeah. Just post it. If you're watching this from Heal the Hood, we want to do a little, a little test run to see if the comments are coming through Heal the Hood. But in the meantime, so Kat, I actually want to show you a picture because it actually brings me back to something I can relate to in what you were just saying, right? Your story about having to fit yourself within this box and then by nature, losing yourself along the way, right? Yeah. So before I show you this picture, ah, yes, Mrs. Catley, peace, oh. peace. Okay, so I think- yeah. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, we cracked the code. Look at that. So we're like oh. five, six episodes in. We just cracked the code that's been yeah. messing us up <laughs> like five <laughs> or six episodes. I love that. I love, ah, uh, yes, yes. All right, thank you, Chris, for joining us. That is our teammate and assistant and adopted little sister. Thank you for being here. Uh, but I want to show this picture because it takes me back to a moment in my life when I was being defined as something that I wasn't, but I was the only one that didn't know it, right? And yeah. it also reminds me, that story you told about being essentially a, a black man in corporate America, right? Like uh, a white man in black skin, just by nature of what you had created to be, right? Like this Frankenstein version of yourself, but besides the point. So during this time, I was a kid. I was actually, this picture I'm gonna show you, I was like 12 or 13 years old in this right. picture. And during the time, my stepdad was climbing the ladder in corporate America, right? This is in the years leading up to 2008. So with that said, let's go ahead and do this. Let's travel back in time, y'all. Let's travel back in time. And by the way, please keep posting your comments. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback about this conversation, we actually have a prompt, right? We actually have a prompt. So if you're watching this right now, if you're watching this, I want you to post in the comments who you are in three words or less. Mm. Who you are in three words or less. Okay. How do you define yourself. Yes. How do you define you in three words or less? So as I'm pulling this up, I expect to see a bunch of comments because we want to know who is watching and what you about. But check this out, Kat. Okay, let me pull it up. You got it? I got it up. So it oh. says I'm sharing. I want to make sure uh, I want to make sure that people can see this. 
Yeah. All right, can you, you can see, see it? it on your side? Yeah, I see it. I can see it on my side. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. So, in this picture, I got the mama jersey on. Rest in peace. I got the watch that's two sizes too big <laughs> for, for my arm. I got the jean shorts on. <laughs> that's Fresh brother Questy. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, that's him. That was twelve and, uh, or thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. No hair anywhere on my body except my head. <laughs> wow. That's memories right there. Yeah, man. I remember that chain too. I remember somebody stole that out of my locker in high school. I remember that chain. But anyway, man, I was I was a kid. It was real silver. My parents had got that from me for Christmas and they said, Don't lose it. Don't wear it to school. And what do I do? What do I'm I do? Today. I'm put on my <laughs> chain and go to school. Somebody yeah, took it out of your e locker. Yeah, somebody took it out. But this, so this is who I used to be, right? And looking at it, you may not think much of it. Oh, he was just a young chunky kid, right? And that, for me, was the three words that I defined myself by, right? I took my entire identity and I squeezed it into young chunky kid, right? And the reason that's so important is because I allowed something external, right? Something as insignificant as other people's opinions to define who I was. And because it wasn't a positive definition, because it wasn't something that I was proud of and I chose for myself, that ruled and in a lot of ways ruined a lot of my childhood, right? Like, thank God I have this picture because if I didn't, I probably wouldn't even remember it, right? I would remember how I felt, but I wouldn't remember why I felt that way. And this is such like, I go back to this in my mind and I'm learning how to, how to forgive myself mm. like that. That's really the best way I can put it. I'm learning how to forgive myself for what I allowed other people to think about me and how I allowed that to play such a large role in my life. And I'm so grateful, just, just wrap this up and I'll bring the picture down, but I'm so grateful that I came out of this because I see people every day that haven't had some of the opportunities and the privileges that I've had, even as a young black man in America, right? Going 7,000 miles across the world and seeing, oh my goodness, there are people who look just like us on the other side of the world, right? It just, it, it really brings things home, right? So with that in mind, I'm gonna go ahead and stop uh, stop sharing this, but Kat, I would, uh, I would love to get your feedback. Yeah, but think about how many times in our community that we get defined at a very young age, like all the kids that just think they're athletes growing mm -hmm. up, you know what I'm saying? Like you're nothing else but an athlete. And then when that's over, what do you really have? at that point, you know? I, I've seen a lot of people, once they either got hurt playing sports or their career couldn't go any further, whether it was college or, you know, getting cut from the pros or whatever the case may be, people, once they, they feel like they're defined as something and they don't know who they truly are within, um, they get lost. It's a very, you know what I'm saying? You, you see people start to, to look for drugs and other things to say, okay, well, you know, I don't have anything else going for myself. I can't do anything else. I am this, whatever that may be, and no longer want to pursue anything worth um, worth their time. You know what I'm saying? They'd rather be yeah. still <laughs> and do absolutely nothing yeah. than move forward in their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because that's one of the things um, <laughs> I remember in high school, you know how in high school, like your senior year, they give all the like, you know, prettiest eyes, cutest couple, oh, yeah. best bread, <laughs> most likely to succeed, all yeah. that, right? Yeah. And uh, during the voting process, I don't know who picked me for this, but when I saw it in my yearbook, I'm like, what? How did I... How? I could have got biggest goofball. I could have got a whole <laughs> bunch of different things, but I got biggest couch potato, right? Biggest couch potato. And my wow. eyes, like, 
thing is couch potato. I was like, who is on the voting committee? Who's counting? <laughs> Were these the Trump voters picking these things? Like, who? <laughs> yeah. Where did this come from, right? Yeah. But I didn't let that moment in time define me. And a lot of people do. Like, think about people that get defined as best dressed, right? You always yeah. have to have the flyest, newest stuff. And then that you feel like that's who you are, right? My clothes define who I am. And if I don't have the latest Jordans on and all this material stuff, then I'm nobody, right? right? How many people do we see in our community community that falls into that category? Their Man. clothes, their clothes are more important than anything, right? Man. Shoes on their feet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have the latest Jordans, yeah. you're nobody. Man. Right? <laughs> and it, it reminds me, I was actually, this was just yesterday, I was watching a video, it might have been Steve Harvey, and he was talking about how because people seem so perplexed over the things that, you know, our generation and this new up and coming generation are doing to themselves and to each other. Right. Even when we think of like King Vaughn, who was murdered. Right. When we think of like Moby, who was murdered and just all these young men, um, not just in the hip hop community, but especially there, because that's just a uh, what is it like a microcosm of our community as a whole. Right, yeah. like what's happening in the hip and the rap, the hip hop and the rap community, and we see people getting murdered over women. We see people getting murdered over Jordans. We see people getting murdered over chains and like just all these things, like material things, right? Yeah. And people are so perplexed, like why? Why would you kill somebody because they stepped on your shoes? And it's not so much my shoes getting stepped on; it's my identity being tarnished, mm -hmm. right? Like that. That's the real reason that, and like in the boondocks, they, they call it a nigga moment. <laughs> you remember that episode? Man, the oh, boondocks just... be having a lot of underlining truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it ain't even so much underlining. It's like yeah. smack you in the face truth. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you, you got to get real, real with yourself real fast, right? But when I, when I developed that understanding, because I, I mentioned in previous shows, I didn't grow up in the hood. Right, like I was a very, very middle class kid. I had, I didn't have everything I wanted, but I had everything that I needed. I never wanted for anything that I needed, right? At least not from a, a material standpoint. So, what I saw on the television, right, like things about myself, I knew that wasn't true, but for some reason, I still aspired to be that, right? That's how powerful the media machine is. I still aspire to be that dude in the hood that was like slinging dope and being violent and chasing all these women, right? Like I aspired to be that, even though I had access to way more than that, being a middle-class black kid, right? And that's like, that's what today's show is about, how to be yourself, right? And what I wanna do, what I would love to do is spend the back half of this show just talking about, so, so people got a good idea of like where we came from. Also, if you have questions, please put them in the chat. I'm glad we, hey, we figured got, this out. We, we got comments coming in, brother. We got comments coming in, brother. Yeah. We got comments coming. Yeah. I also love how so many people uh, watching this show are women. <laughs> like we, I, I love that. I love that. But hey, everybody matters. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Like I said, I would love to talk about solutions, right? So we've covered where we came from. Let's talk about where we're at, how we got here, and also where we're going. Right. Yeah. So, Ted, I don't want to cut you off, though. Um, I know you were talking about your experience in corporate America, having to put on the white face or like, and I, I'm saying that, you know, loosely, but just having to be somebody who you were. Right. How did you get out of that phase? Um, it wasn't until I had to step away. It, it, it really you get caught up in it, especially if you're you're climbing the ladder. At least I felt like I did. Right. I just saw how the game was being played in corporate America in the, the different marketing companies that I was working for. And uh, it just it was a point in my life. That's when my health, I think, <laughs> got to my worst because I wasn't being truly who I was. So after getting off of work, I'd be, you know, having drinks and eating and kind of suppressing all this emotion that I had within me uh, with food and alcohol. And that's probably how I got up to the 250 pounds. Woo! I got up to my heaviest and was just feeling like my insides were just dying. 
at that point, right? I was just, I didn't know who I was anymore. I mean, I'd be myself when I was around my friends and family, but eight to 10 hours a day, I had to be this other person to be successful, right? Um, to to bring home um, the bacon, <laughs> right. to, to provide for my family, right? And at that particular time, when I was getting my health uh, all together, I had to look at myself and I was like, man, I cannot no longer do or be something that I'm not, right? If I could wake up each and every day, what am I truly passionate about? What, how do I want to provide service and value to those around me? And mm -hmm. fitness has always been something that I've been passionate about since high school, right? I've always loved sports. I've always loved um, teaching people how to get stronger. Um, it wasn't necessarily weight loss at first, um, but once I experienced you know, weight loss and was able to show others, then that was also something because you see how people's confidence change, right? Mm -hmm. You see how something that we take for granted every day really can take somebody's life and, and change it a complete 180. Yeah. So once I started with my own business, I still had a lot of that corporate America in me when I started, right? Because I felt that's what I had to be, right? Or had to put out there, um, especially marketing myself now. And then as I, as I started doing more events, more speaking events and stuff like that, I was like, I'm, I created a, a personality and I'm reaching an audience that I don't necessarily think that I'm supposed to be speaking to. Mm. And that's when I came to a realization. It's like, I'm not even speaking to the people that I want to impact right now, right? Mm. That truly speak to me, that I can relate to, that I can tell a story to, that they can feel and understand the importance of why these transitions need to happen within your health, in your lifestyle, right? And once I got to that point, I was like, oh, man, cat, cat is going all in. And once I made that transition, then I was feeling even more fulfilled within mm -hmm. myself, right? Because I was yeah. being really true to who I am each and yeah. every day. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just a great experience. And I seen the clients that I really wanted to help, right? Because I feel like, you know, when it comes to health, it's, it's so many different aspects, right? And everybody has their own particular niche. And the, the community and the people that I wanted to, to impact were coming to me because I was relatable, right? Mm -hmm. They saw me with my own personal health issues. They saw me go through the transition. They saw the growth within my health journey, right? Going from, you know, uh, eating the standard American diet to eating now plant-based or vegan as some, mm -hmm. some people call it, right? Um, but all that was bringing more people to the awareness that I was like, okay, boom, now I got it. And I realized all I had to do was be me. <laughs> At the yeah. end of the day, all I had to do was be me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it took me remembering what my roots were. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Who I am. What, yeah. what attracts people, the energy that I'm able to, to give off, right? How I can get people fired up. Yeah. Just by my my presence and the the words and the energy that I can bring into the room, right? Yeah, that's powerful. So, yeah, that's powerful. Like really, and I can tell that at least one person who's listening to this, whether you're watching it live or you're watching it after the fact, your heart is being touched right now. I know that because this is exactly what I wish that I would have heard. And thank y'all for the comments, by the way. This is beautiful. But this is exactly what I wish I would have heard when I was struggling with my own identity crisis. And it did like it for me. I literally had to go within myself and dive into this depression that I had been battling my entire life that I didn't even know was depression. Right. I had to go within myself and really face that monster head on because it was tearing me apart in the shadows. But once I exposed it and I saw what it was and I could actually tear it down, that's when I started to build up an identity that I was proud of, right? Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen until I was in my early to mid twenties, right? Yeah. I'm not that far removed from that. So I still remember that vividly because there was a greater part of my life where I was 
living in the shadow of something that somebody else told me that I should be, right? So what this brings to mind, Kat, is what do you say to the person who listens to what you're saying or even listens to what I'm saying and says, hey, all this sounds amazing, but I don't even know who I am, right? I don't have a foundation to build off of. Like, what would you say to them? So if we're talking, are, are we talking from like a business standpoint? Oh, no, no, no. Just as as a person, as a human being, as an yeah. entity, right? What would you say to that person who's like, I don't even know where to start building myself, right? How would you answer that question? Well, what I found to, to work for me is finding to to find the things that really define me were finding the things that I truly loved and was passionate about, right? Finding your first love and, and loving yourself th- through the process. Like so many things that we do in life, how many of us truly love it, mm. right? Wake up every day and say, I love what I do, right? Very small percentage of us. A lot of us, you know, develop these skill sets and do things that, w- we just we can do right we can comprehend it we can execute it but we're not truly passionate about it and i would say if you're you're looking within yourself look at the things that you love like all the things that get you excited about life that that make you want to wake up each and every day and that's what i started to do i started to say like okay i can do a lot of things but do i really like or love these things and I just started crossing things off my list. I was like, no, nah, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And then I, I really start identifying circles like, oh, man, I love I love helping people. I love working out. I love this. I love that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, OK, now I'm seeing a pattern of yeah. things that um, that excite me in life. Right. Yeah. And from there, it just continues to grow. You keep on watering that seed and. I don't think I think if we're talking about a seed coming out the ground, I think I'm a stem <laughs> at this point in my life with like one little branch kind of like nice. off, like not even a tree, not even. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's so more so much more to come through this process. But just understanding that I took the first step to start it. Right. And we all can. Right. We just have to take the time. Like, I feel like. COVID has done that for a lot of people, a lot of people that had to step away from certain positions or certain jobs and stuff like that and really look at their lives because they had nothing else but time to do that, to reflect. Right. And so many people's lives, just like we talked at the beginning of the show, um, were probably at a, a fork in a road. Right. Mm-hmm. And they always make that right hand turn, the comfortability. Always. You know, yeah. whatever is comfortable, whatever I've been told, wherever I've been programmed to think. Right. Yeah. And at this point in time, a lot of people had to sit there and it's like, well, shit, I've been going down this road. Yeah. It doesn't seem too reliable anymore. Let me go yeah. down this road. Let me start yeah. doing some self-reflection. Let me start doing some self-healing. Let me yeah. change the norm, what what I call the norm. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, so. And this is something, uh, I'm actually really glad you brought that up because it took me back to my childhood Again, and, and most people, I'm actually really surprised that most people don't realize most of our traumas and our setbacks and our insecurities and even the way that we talk to ourselves starts in childhood, right? For the better or for the worse, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but for it seemed like a lot of Americans, at least, especially ones with severe trauma, it started somewhere in our childhood. So if you look at somebody and you're like, man, that person is weird or they're off, and you find yourself judging them, just like take a step back because they might be thinking and saying the same thing about you, right? And so it brings me to my point. You need to mind your business. <laughs> you need to mind your business. <laughs> and you, you you know what I mean by that, but you you need to mind your business. If I hit you, I didn't mean to miss you, right? A hit dog gone hotly. You need to mind your business. And I find that too many people are so focused on everything that's happening outside of them and nothing that's happening within us. And I can't fault you, to be completely honest. I can't fault you because this is something we've all been there. that we've all been there because yeah. we're taught to do that. We're taught to, I mean, even when you look at a commercial, I never forget when they had that run of 
Carl's Jr. commercial. You remember the Carl Jr. commercials? And yeah. they had women in bikinis, like washing uh, cars and like oh, yeah. eating. But and it's like, what does this have to do with fast food? Uh, right. And it's like, it's so manipulative because it's playing on like men's fascination with, uh, with women in a sexual manner. Right. And using that to push their product. And it's like, this is something that kids are watching. Well, how many right? people do that on social media now? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, right. Like people use that to their advantage. I it, yeah. and I'm not yeah. just saying just just women, but people that know that they can use their physiques or whatever the case may be, like just to take a a, a butt right. kick or uh, yeah. a pick with their shirt off or whatever the case may be to draw that in. It's it's a marketing strategy, right? It is. You, it is. you feed off of that. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's like, well. After that's all said and done, because that physique is only going to be there for so long. Where do you turn to? Where, where, what right. do you do when you don't have that? Right. right. What do you right. do when you have to have a conversation with somebody or somebody has to meet you in person? I think we had this conversation last week or earlier this week with yeah. a, a couple of people in class right after the workout. They were like, one of the things that I've, I've heard so many times is like when people meet me in person, they're like, wow, you're really like the person on your IG or your Facebook. <laughs> like, you're really, <laughs> can't you're really, you really like that in person. Really I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's like, I've met people on social media. And when I meet them, they're nothing like what they put on social media. Right. right? And it's because they haven't I identified with what their truth is. I Well, I can't say that. I can't say that because everybody's different. You know what I'm saying? But... It's one of those things is I'd rather be known as that person that whether you see me in person, whether you see me on social media, whatever the case may be, cat is cat. Cat, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to get what you're going to get when you meet him, right? Yeah. And that's one of the things that when I heard it, and I, I've heard it a few times, right, from different people, it's like, it's something that I'm like, okay, well, I got something, right? Because nobody else can can be me. Nobody can help. Nobody else can emulate me and nobody can emulate you. That's what you have to, to realize. It's just like so many times, you know, my sons listen to, you know, I got 14, 16 year old kids that listen to rap. Right. And nowadays. Mm -hmm. I would say 90 percent of the rappers sound all the same. You know, when I was growing up, everybody mm -hmm. had a distinct sound. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what made you gravitate towards their music and their style and their delivery and everything like that. Right. He was like, Oh, as soon as they come on, you know exactly who that is. Right. Somebody comes on the radio now sounds like five people, right? You could choose from five people that all sound the, the exact same. And it just, it takes the fun out of just being your own person, being your own identity. Everything seems like it's just getting bland. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Like these these streams pass by so quickly, like so freaking quick. And we're just having a conversation. I want to make absolute certain that we leave y'all with something because I, I can already tell we've added a lot of value. We've shared our story. Thank you all so much for commenting. I have one last question that I'm going to ask you all as we come to a conclusion with this show. I can already tell we're going to need to continue this conversation. Oh, yeah. I was actually uh, <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts, doing some research. I came across uh, Joe Rogan's podcast that he did with uh, with Dave Chappelle, and that conversation is three hours. It's actually like three and a half hours. But I was I caught myself listening to it for like two hours, like it's a freaking movie, right? And it was yeah. just such a good conversation. But that being said, we'll we'll work our way there. We'll work our way there. But as we come to a close, I got a question for the people, right? So if you're still with us. I see there are about 10 people watching right now. Thank you so much for locking in and staying tuned. Please share this with your friends because you know, and we know, and we know that you know, there are other people that need to see this. There are other people that need to have this conversation. So thank you for being here. Bring another one. But that being said, my question for the people who are watching, who are tuned in right now, first question, who were you, right? Who were you? So. If you've been with us for the last like 15 minutes, then you probably saw me pull up a picture of who I used to be, at least from a physical standpoint. And I talked about how I allowed that to define me based on how other people saw me. So that's who I was. 
Second question, who are you now? Mm. That's the second question. So first question, who were you? Second question, who are you now? Third question, who do you want to become? Mm. And here's the thing. I'm not saying those have to be three different identities or three different phrases. It can be if you're proud of who you were, you're proud of who you are, you want to stay that way, by all means, by all means. But if you're anything like me and you had kind of a dirty past (laughs) or just one that you're not extremely proud of and you're still a work in progress, define who you want to become. Write it down and make it plain. I promise you. It'll make a difference. It helped me a lot, and I know that it can help you. So go ahead and put that in the chat box. We would love to post some of those comments because y'all are an active part of this conversation. But with that said, Kat, there's one last thing I'd like to touch on because this brings me back to what you were saying a few minutes ago in our conversation about, you remember talking about the fork in the road? You remember yeah. you mentioned that, and like a lot of people get to that fork and because this path is comfortable. Right. Yeah. This path, it actually reminds me of uh, the 4th of July, right? Just this past year. 4th of July during COVID. That was crazy. That was crazy. But anyway, 4th of July during COVID, I was actually with a friend and we went hiking, right? And I remember we're up on this trail. This is somebody that I've been trying to get into entrepreneurship, right? They have an entrepreneurial skill set, but not necessarily the spirit. And that's when I realized like the spirit of entrepreneurship is so much more important than anything else you can possibly have. But this person, I've been trying to like pull them into the entrepreneurial fold, right? Just letting them know this is the true path to freedom, right? What you want, you're not going to get that where you are. And I remember Kat, it's it's amazing how God works, right? We're just having a hike, right? We're having a hike and we literally come up to a fork in the road. Yeah. And the left side, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. On the left side is this clearly cut path, right? This is saying you're supposed to go this way, <laughs> right? Like that's me up this way. Yeah, just, and here's the thing, right? Like 20 feet, because we could see about 20 feet ahead, and then it turned, and we yeah. couldn't see anything beyond that turn, right? Because there were just trees blocking it. But yeah. we could see about 20 feet up, and it looked safe, and it was like, ah. Uh, okay, I can go this way and I know where I'm going to end up, right? So I was telling him, this is pretty much what like a a traditional employee lifestyle, this is what it's going to offer you. I'm not saying that you won't make six figures before taxes, right? I'm not saying you won't be able to take care of your family and own a home, but what about your legacy, right? What about financial freedom? What about having guarantees and control over your life, right? So that was to the left side and get this cat to the right, to the right was like this landscape with mountains, but a bunch of brush, yeah. a bunch of brush, like the kind of brush where if you lit a match and you threw it, there would be a whole ass fire that was still burning today, <laughs> right? yeah. like that much brush. And I was telling him, this is entrepreneurship, right? Like you can see the landscape, you can see the mountains, you can see the sun setting about 300 feet away. But in order to get there, you would have to go through the brush and create your own path, right? So over here to the left, uh, employee life, right? You got this clear cut path. You know where it leads you until about 20 feet. And that's like your retirement years. You don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I, I got this all going to be like or anything 20 years from now. Exactly, right? So I say all that to say at the end of the day, He chose to go down the employee life, but at least we had the conversation. The reason I bring that up is because what you were discussing is basically the path of least resistance, right? And that I found that that's what most humans do, which is the real reason. So I understand like structural racism. I understand capitalism. I understand oppression. I understand the Christian industrial complex. I understand the history of racism and slavery in America. I get all that. But I also understand there's 1% of people who live the life they want and 99% that don't. Mm. So that's a hell of a number. That's a hell of a number. (laughs) We can versus one. And here's the thing, man. The top 1% of income earners in the United States of America, the wealthiest nation that's ever existed, quote unquote, 
only make $400,000 a year. It's actually a little less, like 380, right? We're just trying to say only $400,000 a year. Yeah. I used to think $100,000 was a lot of money. <laughs> but then I was exposed to different opportunities. I allowed myself to open my mind to living a life other than the one that was created and laid out for me. And now I'm saying it's not just about money. Money is a tool, it's a resource. We talk about this every episode. It's about having the life that we want and creating that life on our own terms. Mm. That requires that seems so hard. But that seems so hard when I don't know who I am. <laughs> Bam. And if you're not willing to walk that path of discovery, that's going to be uncomfortable. If you're watching this right now, think of yourself as a caterpillar. So you're telling me if I never worked out for the last five to 10 years, the first couple of weeks I work out, my body's going to be sore and I'm going to be uncomfortable and I'm supposed to go through this? Man, depending on how long you yeah, haven't worked know. out, the first couple of months, the first year are probably yeah. going to be uncomfortable because you're just, I mean, cat, I'm, I'm super vulnerable. When we get in the gym and I try and lift up that 50 pound bar and I'm struggling sometimes, it's like, yeah. I'm not thinking about that moment, right? Yeah. I'm thinking about, I do this enough and I'm going to get where I need to be. That's exactly. what I'm thinking about, right? But a lot of people listen to themselves too much. They listen to themselves saying this bar is too heavy. They listen to themselves saying, man, it's early in the morning. Why don't you that they listen to themselves or they tell themselves I can't? Both. But like freaking both. Because if you can tell yourself you can't, you can tell yourself you can. Exactly. And that's what and then and that's what I was gonna get to. It's it's the the power of the mind, right? Whatever we do in life, the first thing that we have to accomplish is where our mindset is. Because if I have a poor mindset, I don't care how good the opportunity may sound, my health, you know, this might change my health for the better. This might make me financially free. But if I have a poor mindset that can't comprehend a better life, that sees something better for myself, then no matter what you put in front of me, I'm not going to do it. Right. So how do we empower our mind to be able to take that next step? Oh, man, we're getting into it now. Uh -oh. <laughs> two and a half minutes left. Let's do it. Let's, do it. Let, let's flow. Let's flow. Because I know there's somebody watching, and I've been watching the ticker. Everybody that's watching has stay tuned. Thank you so much. We can't see you, but we can feel you, and yeah. we can read your comments. So please post your comments if there's something that's standing out to you. If your heart is being touched right now, if you got a question, any feedback, and not just for us. Because there are other people in this chat, there are other people that'll be watching after we're done with this live, and they want to hear from you too. So, with that being said, it reminds me of Frederick Douglass, and this is the first like shout out to Black History Month, by the way. This is the first quote that I ever remember from a what I call a Black revolutionary, right? And he said, "Without struggle, there is no progress." Right. It seems so simple because in reality, it is as a concept until you get into the struggle. Right. Yeah. Until you get into, man, I'm really sore, but I promised myself I would go to the gym four or five days a week. Or, yeah. man, I'm really tired, but I promised myself I would finish this work before I go to bed. Or, man, I don't know if I'm a good parent, but I promised myself I would be a better parent than my parents were to me. Right. That is the struggle. Our man, I'm a caterpillar, but I look up and I see these beautiful butterflies and something inside of me is saying, I should be there, not here on the ground with the other caterpillars, right? Yeah. Kat, have I ever told you the story about the eagle? Have um, I've heard a couple stories about the eagle. I don't know if I heard Quezzy's story. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to break this down. This is the last thing I'm going to say. This is the last thing I'm going to say. And then I'm done for the evening, but I was having some struggles with my identity. And this is around the time that I was first becoming what I would define as a leader, right? Just somebody who calls my own shots and does my best to get people to do things that they wouldn't do on their own. That's how I define leadership, right? 
and I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I was seeking out information that's freaking free. People used to pay tens of thousands of dollars for self-development seminars that we could literally watch on YouTube for free. Might be some commercials. Who cares? <laughs> Your whole life is about to change. <laughs> so I was listening to some seminars and I was like, okay, this is all right. And I found one that freaking touched me. This is the Eagle story. Okay. Mm -hmm. So have you ever seen a pigeon before? Yeah. Pigeons on the ground. On the ground, like always on the freaking ground, by the way. It's like they fly for a few seconds just to get to the next piece of moldy pizza on the ground, right? Yeah. And then found one, found one, and like 30 freaking pigeons fly in. All of them, always adult pigeons, <laughs> just fly in for this one little piece of moldy pizza, right? That's just, that's what pigeons do. They always mob in packs, okay? Mm -hmm. But what do they mob to? The freaking subway, right? Like the side of the road, right? Wherever the trash is but they're always together, right? Yeah. I've never met anybody that says if I was a bird, I would want to be a pigeon. Mm. I've never met anybody, but I have heard plenty of people allude to themselves being eagles, right? Yeah. Let me ask you, Kat, when is the last time you ever seen eagles flying as a flock? I've never seen an eagle flying a flock. It's always never. dolo. Yeah. Always dolo. And it's like 30 foot wingspan, it's like, you better not leave your kid alone when the eagle is out. Like your human baby will be eaten if that eagle is out in his hunt. Swooping down, coming to get you. Swooping down, the king of the sky, the king and the queen of the sky, right? But always alone. Mm. And if we really had a choice, if we really had a choice, would you rather be that pigeon knowing you're going to be in a flock picking over one piece of moldy pizza or would you rather be that eagle in the sky? It flies Calling high. Your own shots. Flies high, flies alone, but flies high in its own wings. Yeah. Which one would you rather be? Yeah. Another thing you got to think about it is nothing. I, I believe in one of the stories that I heard about the eagles. Nothing flies higher than an eagle. Right. Mm -hmm. all, out of all the birds in the bird kingdom, there's nothing that flies higher than an eagle. Right. Nothing, nothing soars nothing. higher. It can see everything. Everything's underneath it. Right. Even at night. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things is whatever you have in you, whatever talent, gift, thing that you have passionate, that's that's thriving inside of you. I've I've uh, done a, done a lot of my own, you know, self-healing and listening to uh, uh, Steve Harvey. Mm -hmm. Right. He talks about how he grew up with one of his childhood friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And his childhood friend. Uh, used to cut lawns growing mm -hmm. up, right? And he was the kid that just cut the lawns, you know, make a couple dollars here, yeah, make a couple dollars there. But that's what he loved to do, right? Even when Steve and them were going out to go kick it, go party and everything, this dude was so focused on cutting lawns, right? And come to find out, 20-something years later, in the future, he owns his own company that does landscaping, right? Mm -hmm. People that love to cook, people that have passion to dance, to do whatever, whatever your passion in life is, whatever gets you excited. A lot of people tell us when we're at a very young age, something that we're passionate about is not financially stable, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you can't be a dancer because they don't make any money. Oh, you can't be mm -hmm. an artist. You, they don't make any money. You're going to struggle. You're going to this and that, right? Put all this fear into you. Think about those things that you are truly passionate about as a kid that excited you. And maybe, you know, certain things even these days, because I see a lot of people that love video games. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the top things now are online gamers. I don't get mm -hmm. it. It doesn't make any sense to me watching somebody else play a video game. But guess mm -hmm. what? There are people thriving doing it. Right. Yeah. Well, Whatever you have a passion for in your life, if you don't take anything else away from this podcast this evening, find that passion that lights you up, right? And to the point where you wouldn't even have to get paid. This is the one, the, the defining question I had to ask myself. If I had to wake up and do something every single day of my life and I didn't worry about uh, the financial benefits of it, just the passion and the love for it, because money will come, Right regardless of what it takes, because the passion that you have for it will get you up and through those times of trials and tribulations of whatever you're going through. 
find that out, ask yourself that question. And when you come to that, whatever that thing is, start working on it. Mm. Start studying it, start investing time in it, start doing it every single day and watch how your life change for, changes for the better, right? Man. So take that tool, invest it into yourself and move forward, y'all. There we go. There we go. Final words from Kat. Yeah. Move forward, y'all. Okay. Final words from Quessy. You need to mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of other people's business, y'all. Stop being so damn business. nosy. <laughs> mind your own business. But that being said, Kat, damn, this has been another amazing conversation. Thank you so much. I pray that we added some value. I pray that somebody's life changed. And if not your life, and maybe this moment. And I hope there's at least one thing, one seed that you'll take from here and plant it in somebody else's mind and bring them back to the source because we got a lot more for y'all every single Tuesday. Every Tuesday, five o'clock, Facebook Live. Maybe we'll transition to IG. We'll see what it do. But tap in with us. Tap in with Kat and Quessy every Tuesday, five o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Facebook Live. Kat, what you got for the people? Yeah, make sure that you uh, follow our uh, Heal the Hood page on Facebook at Heal the Hood 2020. You can listen to this episode on Spotify, y'all. So if you want to go back and listen to it while you're driving in the car, commuting to work, or just going about your, your daily business, go on to Spotify and go to Heal the Hood Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Heal the Hood Podcast. Also, make sure you check out my personal page, Cat Fitness on Facebook, Cat Fitness on Instagram, Cat Fitness 3, Cat Fitness on YouTube, and CatFitnessWellnessCenter.com, y'all. Uh, Quezzy, where can they find you at? Oh, man. You can find me in the sky. But when I'm grounded, you can find me at, at Quezzy.Dreams on Instagram. That's at Quezzy.Dreams. You can also follow our branding page. Do I call it a branding page? My wife is the one who does all that stuff. But you can find our company <laughs> She's online. She's the operation. She the brains. She the brains. And I'm uh, I'm the glasses. <laughs> I don't know what I am. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all so much for joining at Alignment Agency. That's on Instagram and also on Facebook at Quessy.Dreams on Instagram. Tap in with Kat and Quessy. Like I said, every Tuesday, bringing it to you live, 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We got like 10, maybe 15 people watching right now. We're expecting to double and triple up next week. Everybody just go and get one. That sound like a deal? Let's there you make go. it happen. All right, peace, y'all. See y'all soon.